Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Glenn, what was the top story for you today? Uh, wait, I'm going to guess <laughs> that it might be what you've been leading up to this entire week with Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little selfish of me because it's, it's not the biggest story in the country today, but it is a story that I think we should talk about. Yeah, it's not the biggest story in the country today, but it should be. Yeah, it should be. And hopefully it will be soon. Yeah. yeah. You know. Still. Uh, this is a big one, too, I think. Uh, Bernie Sanders has a new Medicare for All oh um, package. And Finally. I know. We were all looking forward to it. I mean, I really was looking forward to the details. We have them, and they are bizarre. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I can't believe this is the United States of America. All right. Jason, Mr. Jason Buttrell. Um, Julian Assange was arrested after <laughs> seven years. Crazy. Um, dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy today in London. Depending on what side you're on on this, people have some very hardcore opinions. I'm going to try and skirt around those and explain what actually is going on and what that means. Good. All right. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. American Financing is a place that you can go to get refinancing. If you have a, an adjustable mortgage now, you really need to refi and make sure you're out of an adjustable mortgage. Uh, the Fed looks like it's going to lower rates, um, but the Fed... I mean, could turn on a dime. Uh, and these are low rates right now, and you don't want those interest rates going up. Uh, you'll, you'll not be able to pay your, your house loan. Um, now, the other thing is, if you want to consolidate, they also do that. Or if it's your first loan you know, for a, for a house or your next house, they can do that as well. These are great people, AmericanFinancing.net. They work for you. They don't work for the banks. Call 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. All right, Glenn, you just did a, a really big chalkboard. Biggest chalkboard on, we've done. Literally, that's the hardest story I think we've ever had to tell. Yeah, I don't know if there's ever been more magnets on Yeah, <laughs> Maybe maybe once or twice, yeah, but not, not much. This is a story that um, two journalists have been working on for how many years? Three years? Four years? Um, Joe Biden is the most corrupt vice president we've ever had. And that's saying something. We've had some pretty bad people in office. Um, and he, he appears to be uh, making a lot of money for his family. And, you know, there's a, a myriad of scandals, but we, we concentrate on two. The first one we hit today, next week, next Monday, we're going to hit on China, which is much worse than this scandal. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it is obscene because it seems as though the vice president is using his connection, his muscle, to broker deals for his son, who has zero experience in these things. When you see what he did in China, he has no experience in that field. Um, and he got a deal that even um, uh, uh, Morgan Stanley and, and, uh, uh, and uh, Goldman Sachs don't have. <laughs> And he is raking the money in. And Joe Biden is using the money of the United States, our tax dollars, and uh, our credibility, the full faith and credit of the United States to enrich himself and his son. And it is obscene. I, I just want to point out that there are laws to where, let's say, if you're a congressman or, any, you know, any, I think it's any elected official, you have to report the cash that your family makes, meaning if you're married, you, you're, the, the extra money that you make and the money that your wife makes. But kids are excluded from that. Best mm -hmm. friends, all of that, that's all excluded. Extended family, all of that. You don't have to report. So you, you would want to think, uh, you, you would think after watching that show that you just did, 
why has no one talked about this? Why haven't there even his political opponents talked about this? Because I think that they've been all doing this for a long time. And I, it's like this gentleman's agreement. Hey, don't talk about this because we're all, you know, we all got to do something yeah. after we get out of office. I think that is, I think that's true. I think if, if Joe Biden, there's no doubt in my mind that this is, this happened. We have we have the paperwork, we have the bank records, we have audio, we, I mean, we have everything. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind that this happened. I doubt this, anything will come from it because both the Republicans and the Democrats, I think, are doing things like this. I think the Clintons really were, were game changers and masterminds on how to get rich off of this system and it's obscene and my my opinion is anybody who's involved in anything like this should go to jail yeah. what's crazy is in china they actually have a word for people like hunter biden they call them i think that the princes of china or the chinese princes peter schweizer talks about this in his book uh was it hidden empire secret empires mm-hmm. um but over there they all just kind of talk about it and they're like oh yeah that's you know the premier of whatever in the communist party some member of the political son he runs around in a huge bentley you know and is living life and he gets all these government contracts but it's just it's corruption there they know the government's corrupt and they know they know what's happening whatever over here basically as what you just laid out is the same thing as communist china this is why socialism same. always goes awry because it goes to the family and the and the friends of the corrupt officials. I mean, as you're saying in China, they know it. The people can't do anything about it because it's a it's a government that is is closed off to the people. So if you have connections, you get rich. If you don't have connections, you don't get rich. Tell me what Hunter Biden, what his skill was to be put on a Ukrainian gas company's board. What, what does he have? Because what they needed to do was send experts over to the Ukraine to be able to help them uh, pull gas out of the ground in a more efficient manner and get it to market in a more efficient manner. I'm sorry, I don't see Hunter or his college roommate had any experience in any of those things. Why is he on the board other than? I can, I can help funnel money your way. It, re- it reminds me, maybe it shouldn't, but it reminds me of the college uh, scandal, you know, a couple weeks ago where, you know, the university, uh, you know, people get their mm-hmm. stars manipulating all that to get their kids into college. Do we really think that the rest of the country's kids are just not as smart as random movie star in Hollywood? <laughs> like all of their, all of their kids go to these universities. All the kids of these really like, you know, crazy high end executives, they all go to these uh, universities. Do you really think they just, for some reason, are better at the SATs than the rest of our kids? No. Yeah. We know something's going on. Do you really think, like, the people like uh, Hunter Biden or any, any of the other, like, uh, friends of the Obamas, they're just gifted, more gifted than the rest of the world, and they can just have no experience and go out and get all these contracts? No. There's <laughs> stuff going on. It's just you no see, one's talking about I it. I don't have a problem with, like, Chelsea Clinton getting a job at a hedge fund. I know. Everybody knows why she's got that job. She has connections at a hedge fund. Okay, private industry, private money, blah, 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 blah. As long as there's no politics involved. Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden was, was um, in and around his father giving this country $1.8 billion. That $1.8 billion uh, went to a corrupt oligarch and uh, his corrupt bank, which happened to be the sister company of the corrupt oligarch, uh, that he was on the board of directors with. He knew 
where money was going, he should have known. Where money's on the board of directors. He's in with these very, the, some of the most violent and corrupt people of Ukraine. He's on the board. They're doing an investigation. The head, you know, the, like their attorney general is doing an investigation on that company. Not the bank, the company that Hunter Biden and his friends are now on the board of directors. Joe Biden flies in and says, by the way, I've got a billion dollar check, but unless you fire this prosecutor, I'm not going to give it to you. Well, they didn't have any choice at that time, so they fired him. What was that prosecutor working on? Investigating that natural gas company and the corruption inside of it. And the United States Embassy said there is no way that Joe Biden didn't know that's what he was working on mm -hmm. because the reports kept coming back and his son was on the board. Still, so, uh, middle middle class Joe, it turns out, is an elitist. Who would have uh, thought? No, it's crazy. I mean, you know, I think you're right. Like, part of this can, like, some of these things can be explained, right? At times, there are. It's not illegal. Uh, well, really? Yeah. Right? I mean, I think if it is, it is operating under the system, that's. No, here's, here's what, here. I am, I am more disgusted with, um, uh, with Joe than I am with Hunter. Now, Hunter was there, but here's where the disgusting part comes, and we should all be outraged. The full faith and credit of the United States of America. Why do countries hate us? Because we're duplicitous. We're duplicitous. I was with some of the biggest banking officials uh, right after two, uh, 2008. I was with heads of banks, and they were so embarrassed because their banks had just been over in China six months before lecturing them on how they needed to clean their banks up yeah. because it was a mess and they needed American standards. And we collapsed, and they were horrified at how embarrassed... Because the Chinese, they said at the time, were laughing at them. And they didn't, they didn't realize... I don't know if I believe this, but they didn't realize what they were laughing at. They were laughing because they, they knew the banks in America were corrupt. How can we send a vice president to a country, an ally of ours, somebody that we want to help, write a $1.8 billion check to keep the country afloat? They had to have that money to stay afloat. And what do we do? We have our vice president's son funnel that into corrupt uh, banks, corrupt uh, organizations with oligarchs, take some of that money himself, and get enrich himself off of that. And meanwhile, when they start to investigate, our vice president flies back into town and says, you stop this investigator right now or you don't get another dime. Oh my gosh, how they must hate us in Ukraine. I think too that like that's the, the real separation from the, your normal garden and you know variety corruption, right? Like, I mean, you know, part of this starts with the company, right? So. The reason why, uh, you know, a Biden's son gets a job on a board of a company that he has no uh, no right having is because that's what they look for. Right. Like when you when when a, you're in Ukraine and there's two companies coming in trying to get your business and one of them has the vice president's son on the board, well, you pick them. Mm -hmm. So that goes back earlier to the campaign. They're giving these jobs out. This, this, it, it reminds me of uh, Theranos, the, the company mm -hmm. that, that went out of business. They put people like Mattis on the board and Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton huge people represented them, which gave them that air of credibility. If, you, if these companies coming into Ukraine and you're looking at them, they're like, well, I mean, they've got the vice president's son on the board. They must be good at this, right? It gives them that credibility. 
it's the by, I, to me it's that level and, and some at some level that's bad um, and it's very corrupt. However, the idea that he would come over and get the guy fired who's investigating that company is way over the line. I mean, it, it goes it goes wait way further you, than even normal garden variety corruption. Wait until you see what happened with China, because this is chicken feed. This is chicken feed. And we're only covering two of the scandals. This is happening over and over and over again. When you see on Monday what he did in China, I mean, we are we should be ashamed of ourselves. We are sending over corrupt politicians and we are doing dirty deals that there isn't a single person who is a citizen and a taxpayer that would be like, oh, well, I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, too, uh, quickly, you know, there is very little precedent for someone like Biden actually getting in trouble for something like this uh, because, you know, these guys get out of this stuff all the time. But there is precedent for turning these things around for future people. I mean, this is exactly with the same person, by the way, Peter Schweitzer, what happened with, with the insider trading thing in Congress where they were able to essentially trade on inside information and make lots and lots of money. Schweitzer pointed that out. It went it went bipartisan outrage about it, and they actually had to change the rules so they could no longer do it. I mean, there is occasional hope on this, but you're right. Like the law you're talking about, where you know kids are exempt from these things, it's obviously absurd. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there should be a, you know, if you're going to have these laws that are going to restrict the wife, the other blood relatives, friends. of course. I mean, I, you know, friends seems blatantly obvious. Yeah. Uh, if you missed that chalkboard special, you can of course watch it on Blaze TV. Is it going to be on YouTube? Uh, eventually it will be. Okay. It's on Blaze TV. All right. So check it out on Blaze TV. Back in a minute. I don't subscribe. So you can't watch it. Though. How did you watch it earlier? Uh-oh. Oh, I, I subscribed to sitting in the chair over there watching. <laughs> I bought a season ticket. <laughs> All right, Bernie's new Medicare for All plan. I'm so excited about it. Are Very you? reasonable. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be so cool. Um, Bernie came out and announced his Medicare for All plan, and, and the details are actually interesting. Medicare for All, at this point in the Democratic Party, just means something good, right? Like, like that's all it means. It doesn't, it doesn't actually mean any particular policy. It just means good health care, mm-hmm. right? That's it, can can we just say it? Doesn't it mean? Uh, VA for all, basically. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There are there are five levels of this, um, and it's interesting to watch how they developed. A couple of them we're very familiar with, and we have the five levels of crazy to go through here. If, government if, for you. Yeah. Dante gave us seven <laughs> levels. Of I know. <laughs> five. I almost wanted to add two more levels to this <laughs> just to make it work. Um, so we start off at the bottom. Like if you think of left wing proposals for health care, Obamacare has passed is. Oddly enough, the most conservative idea um, that is possible, really, in their system right now. Um, And you look at that as, okay, they've created these markets, um, and everyone has to get health care. And you go into these markets, and you can buy these, you know, gold, silver, and bronze plans. You remember all this nonsense we went Mm -hmm. through. Okay. So that's the very most conservative. As we go up the levels of crazy, the next craziest one is Obamacare with public option. This is the Obamacare that Obama ran on. Now, remember, when he ran, he said, he wanted a public option. He also said he did not want an individual mandate because that would be crazy. That would be like record- mandating that homeless people had homes. That's not going to solve anything. <laughs> Remember that whole thing? Yeah, um, I do. Uh, but then he, of course, put it in. He never got the public option done. The public option basically is, okay, we have these Obamacare markets, and there's an option for people to go in there if they would like to choose that Obamacare option. That is, uh, you know, it's something that is uh, expanding on what we currently have. The next level of crazy is something uh, that is, I'm going to call it Medicare for those who want it. 
Okay, that's div- that's a brand of Medicare for all, but it's not the typical Medicare for all. Tim Kaine just proposed something that's on this r- road. It's called, he's calling it Medicare X. The basic idea is you can be you can get your insurance from your employer. You can get your insurance from wherever you get it, but you always have Medicare there that you can opt into at any time. So you can, if you want to get Medicare, you can jump into it, but you can also keep your insurance. So it kind of is like, it's almost like Medicare for all that sits within our current system. So is it kind of like COBRA, except you have to pay into it? Uh, I don't I know. Guess Cobra, that's exactly you don't how to describe it. it. Well, and yeah. I, I would want to know, do you have, does the change have to happen simultaneously or can you have a gap? In coverage. Um, it, like yeah, I mean, that's, of course, all, I mean, their COBRA is obviously part of that as well. Um, you know, but you, yeah, exactly. Because that, that, then you get into that point where, okay, I just got injured yesterday, now I'm going to sign right. up for Medicare for all. Right. Um, those things, usually they have some way to defend against it, but it's never effective because, you know, they can say all they want. You can't, you know, sign up in these windows. But when, you know, people who are in real need wind up getting on the news about it, these laws change usually pretty, pretty quickly. That'll, that'll change. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, well eventually you're going to ration it. Yeah. When the government and the media are one and uh, the government has all of the health care, who's going to report on it? Who's going to care? Who are you going to talk to? Mm-hmm. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to protest? Yeah. And, and, if, and if the prices for health care are skyrocketing now just from the manipulation from Obamacare, imagine how bad it would get for Medicare that's always there. Mm-hmm. Or you can just use your private insurance. So yeah. that would make the prices so ungodly high that eventually they'd get what they want anyway. All private insurance would yeah, just go away. They'd Daddy's all go under. Plan, did you? Yeah, all right. <laughs> so the next one is Medicare for All. Now, this is what I would think most people think of when you think of Medicare for All. Medicare for All is you no longer have your insurance at all. You do not have your private insurance from your employer. You are now off of that. You are on government insurance. Now, the idea that this is free health care, and Jason and I talked about this a little bit earlier, it is not free health care when you have the Medicare tax coming out of your check every single week, just like right now your health care comes out of your check. Like, it's not, it's not and free. it will go up. And it's going to go up and up and up. It's going to cost you thousands of dollars every month. Yeah, can I just weigh in on, yeah. uh, for the NHS in the UK? I was just going through with a guy that's from Scotland here in the building, and we were just kind of going through how much it actually costs. So basically, if you're a middle-income family, it's anywhere between $500 and $800 every freaking month. Mm-hmm. So $500 to $800, depending on what you actually make. So... Uh, every single month, five. Let's say it's five hundred dollars. Let's go to low end. Every single month, you could probably find cheaper insurance, uh, way under five hundred dollars a month here, right? Like, no. I, I've always had uh, government. Uh, not, uh, Depends. You get. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not as easy as you would think. I will say the prices have gone up. It sure. used to. Yeah. It right. Used, used to. to. Before to. pre Obamacare. I yes. would say. I would say pre Obamacare. Right before Obamacare was enacted. My average group uh, was like three hundred to three hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. per person. Yeah, cool. What's it now? Uh, sometimes five, six hundred. So, so exactly the same care that you could get from a private company, and it's completely your choice. You would instead of paying them, you'd pay the government. This it's calling this free well, health care is the most ridiculous yeah. lie ever. And you ever. don't have an employer to help offset those costs, right? Right? right. right? It's it's and on you. Exactly. Yeah. So no, 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 no. Oh, they will tax the employers too. Oh yeah. Well, well yeah. So, I mean, what will happen? But, you're, is, but I'm not receiving the benefit of that. The government is. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right now, I pay into it. You pay some copay. Right. And w- together, we hit it. But now, you'll pay full boat, I'll pay full boat, and the company will pay full boat. Yeah. Uh, so this can get confusing, but Medicare for All is your traditional single-payer system. We all funnel taxes to the government. The government pays every one of our Medicare bills. Everywhere you go, you may have a copay p- potentially, but generally speaking, your care is free when you're at the doctors, right? Um, and you're not paying a, 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 you know, a monthly bill. You're just paying taxes which is 
to me, the exact same freaking thing. <laughs> that is not what Bernie Sanders uh, uh, has proposed. So we go to the next level of crazy, which is Medicare for insane senators from Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a different proposal completely. So I, t- I posed this question to Glenn earlier. If Medicare for all were to pass and everyone was required to dump their good insurance from their private uh, industry and, and go to a Medicare for all, if, if it's mediocre, if it's not so great, what does a guy, what does an evil rich guy like Glenn Beck do? He gets concierge care, right? He goes and he just uses his money to buy the service from the good doctors. He'll have to still pay the taxes, but he'll just pay above and beyond and get really good care. Wait, wait. I do that already only because... So it's, it's not worth it to me to pay, except for catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Right. Just pay for it. Okay? Right. I don't have to have insurance. Yeah. And that's I, the way insurance is supposed to operate, by correct. the way. Correct. Yeah. So I pay for it unless it's catastrophic. And I can get good rates and, and everything else. I can afford that. Most people can't. Mm-hmm. But that actually helps the system. It actually helps the doctors. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, you're, I'm paying them cash. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, there's a huge benefit there's no there. paperwork for them. Now, when um, uh, this, so Bernie Sanders is saying um, that under Bernie Sanders' plan, the idea of having concierge care or paying above and beyond is actually going to be illegal. You would not be able to go illegal. and spend money on private insurance above and beyond oh, what you're already spending. Wow. This is, is incredible. Vi- this is Venezuela. I mean, it's unbelievable. It really is. Yeah, yeah it's Venezuela. It is, it, is, it is super far. Because, again, like now everyone's come to his Medicare for All position that he had in 2013 with no co-sponsors. Oh. He's got to move further left. He's now to the point of saying in, within four years he would make private insurance <gasps> and, 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 and private medical care uh, illegal. Now, the Canada had a situation like this. This was a Canadian system, um, and they ruled in the Supreme Court that it was uh, unconstitutional. For Canada, it was unconstitutional because they said access to he- uh, a waiting list is not access to health care. That's how bad it was. Even the NHS, the flagship of all, of all you know, universal health care systems, the, you can still get... Yeah, yeah, even, in, yeah. even in France, yeah. people pay all these exorbitant rates to the government, these huge taxes, so they could have Medicare for all in their version of it. Uh, and yet, everybody has to also have private insurance because this just doesn't cover stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always, a, there's always an additional thing you can add on to this, but in, he, this would be one of the things where you'd have to leave the country to get care that wasn't government-sponsored. And where are you going? And where are you going? Because people go? used to come here for that. Mm-hmm. Where do we go? Mm. Switzerland. Back in a minute. That's, That's unbelievable. America, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're three years from done. Joe Biden. Hey, I have a funny joke for you guys. Okay. Do you remember when we talked about death panels? Oh, yeah. And everyone <laughs> that said, was silly. That, that, wasn't that crazy? That was funny. Do you funny. remember? That was a fun time that will when never they happen. laughed it off. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Republicans are so stupid. And they when they said single payer, remember they were saying that we were racist because we kept bringing up single payer health care? Like that's a racist position. Uh-huh. Like? Uh-huh. Now they all hold it. Mm-hmm. And when we um, said that you well, wouldn't be able to keep any of your insurance eventually, yeah. that you <laughs> wouldn't be able to keep it with Obamacare, and eventually they would wipe out all insurance and it would all go through the government. Oh, man, those uh, were Oh. So funny. So oh. racist. And just the other day, I remember reading uh, NHS is not treating patients with cataracts. Wow. And they're going blind, waiting for yeah, service. But you, uh, it won't, this won't be like that. No, no. That, that, that was like North Korea. That's where that That's usually the old Well, at least the rich people, at least the rich people will be able to get private Cadillac care there. Why are you parking your car in your eye? You're that rich? 
Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. All right, Jason and Julian Assange, back in the news. I didn't think this was even going to ever happen. I didn't either. It's been forever, seven years. Yeah. He's been an exiled hideout. Hide yep, hideout and never return. The, the, apparently he became the house guest from hell. Um, <laughs> the last straw, I guess, that broke it was like a couple weeks ago or something like that, where they, they that Victorian government's kind of funny, lay down some like, you know, some guidelines. Say like, okay, for, for serious, dude, if you don't clean your bathroom, <laughs> that was one of them, and take care of your cat. No way. Then you're done. That's a real one? That's a real one. He, apparently he wasn't wow. taking care of his cat Well, he should go to jail for not taking care of his cat. Peter? <laughs> <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> uh, so, but anyway, it, it was kind of odd. So it was contentious, but then he threatened to sue them, which didn't seem like a very smart move oh, to do. So dumb. When you're about to get kicked out and then the cops are going to come get you. Mm. But uh, so this has been brewing for a while. Uh, the Ecuadorian uh, government allowed British police to enter into the uh, embassy to this, it was this morning, or early this morning. And when they pulled him out, they pulled him out, there's a video of it. Um, I think yeah, they're playing it now. They pulled him out. I mean, he's got, they got him like, they're ca- basically carrying him. And uh, he's thrown into the paddy wagon here. He looks good, though. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, was, he was yelling the entire time, I think, saying, UK resist, UK resist. And he was carrying a book. It's kind of hard to see here, but on the book, it's, it was written by a guy that was talking about the growing police state or something like that. So that was very... I'm surprised they even let him carry anything. That's kind of ridiculous yeah. that they did, but he was definitely trying to make a statement with that. Um, so anyway, so I, I got a lot of opinions on this. Uh, there was a lot of people today, uh, including Glenn Greenwald, which you could uh, fully expect. He'd be so very supportive of, uh, of WikiLeaks and Julian Assange, and a whole laundry list of other people that are saying, look, this is awful for journalists, for journalism, all that stuff. This is stupid. Okay, Julian Assange is not a journalist. He's not a journalist. Why? Because journalists do not conspire with their sources to break the law. Okay, that instantly takes away your journalisming card. Journalisming. <laughs> it gets thrown out and put in the trash and burnt. You're not, he was not a journalist. Um, what he's being charged with is not espionage. A lot of people were worried about that um, because they thought that because WikiLeaks published the DNC hacks and all that stuff that he was going to be charged with uh, espionage. They haven't charged him with that yet. Um, what they're charging him with now is basically hacking. Uh, for assisting a computer hacking operation. That's not the direct words from the indictment, but it's, it, that's what it is. So what they're saying was is that uh, when Bradley Manning broke into the computer system, or uh, yeah, broke into the computer system when she was back in the when she was in the army and stole that initial dump back in 2010, that WikiLeaks and Julian Assange offered to help her get a password to break into that. So whatever that involved, whether it was malware, or whatever, they assisted in her breaking the law. So. That's what it is. Um, so he's not a journalist. I like he's you, criminal. I like that you said Bradley Manning and then you referred to him as a she. Yeah, well, it's very confusing. <laughs> and I, it's confused me. Fair point. Uh, so, um, so I like to say shim so as to not offend anyone. That's better. I I guess. Both pronouns in there. <laughs> mm, nice. Shim. You can't say anything without inf- offending someone at, at some level, so it's just ridiculous. So anyway, so Julian Assange is no, is, is no journalist. He broke the law. WikiLeaks... I don't know what you say about them at this point. Uh, they, they're like I said, they're not getting, they're not charging him or them for espionage at this point. But you gotta assume. I've got to assume that this is just the first charge of many. They've got the guy that. I mean, if, if he was willing to 
break the law and basically collude with Manning to get this information, what's to say he didn't do the same thing with the Russian government? And that's, a, that's an angle to this that a lot of the people that are defending him are not even approaching. If, I mean, if he did this and we caught him red-handed for that, which, as of now, he hasn't been convicted of that. That's just what he's accused of. But I fully believe that that's what's going on. But if, if that's the case, you have to also assume that that's very, very likely he did the same thing with the Russian government. Then we could have charged him for espionage at that point. I mean, is there any, uh, is there, does he have any defenders left? I mean, I know there's some, like, hardcore anarchists that like him still, but, I mean, Trump loved him during the campaign, but all the Trump people have abandoned him now. Did you hear what Trump said before? No. He was like, WikiLeaks, I'm not really, I'm not familiar. I don't really do anything like that. <laughs> you said like, I love WikiLeaks, like, 9,000 <laughs> times. I mean, this is, again, this is the, the standard thing. You just can't listen to things that he says. That. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't. he doesn't really have defenders left, does he? I mean, even Ecuador has bailed. I mean, there's really nobody left. Uh, he, That's because Ecuador really appreciates cats. That possibly true. I, I just, like, there's nobody on his team anymore. No. Oh, in, in the Trump administration? I mean, anywhere, really? Like, because the left doesn't like him. I mean, the left, the left didn't like him. Obviously, he did the DNC hacks. They don't like him. Trump doesn't like him anymore. Now you're really just stuck with, like, you know, 4chan kids. Well, but like, Jason, you know, you're saying re- Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, Glenn Greenwald, Greenwald was big. has been with him for a while. That's true. Greenwald saw, is, uh, yeah. the jank from the Young Turks today. Was, don't get me started on that dude today. Cause, but anyway, he, uh, he was saying, yes, this is right. Like, there's all... There's there's quite a few uh, blue check marks out there, at least on social media, that are that are backing him. But again, they're on that line. I, I totally get why Greenwald is because yeah, he's kind of built his career around yeah. mm-hmm. those people, so he's got a dog in that fight. But I don't know. I it's it, it's absolutely insane to me that we're going to go along those lines of saying this is an assault on journalism. Give yeah, me a break. Come on. That, that's that he's he he broke the law. He's not a journalist, and he deserves to go to jail. He deserves a seven-year confinement that he just that he's already had, and he deserves a lot more. Yeah, just the way it is. Uh, Ilan Omar, she is making people mad. Left Again? and right, right. Well, she had those the recent comments where uh, she referred to. Uh, the the terrorists of 9-11 just... Some people doing a thing. Yeah, some people. I think we have that, that clip. Control, if we could play that. Care was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that no, some people not. did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. So... Whoa! Yeah, no, I know, I I'm with you. Yeah, you missed it because you're not on... You're not hanging out on social media. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I just missed the era in which every Muslim was blamed for 9-11. I, I, I was t- I've told that yes. that happened okay, constantly, yes. but yet I've never actually seen it. I've never blamed a Muslim for 9-11 other than the Muslims that were convicted of the crimes and mm-hmm. died in the attacks. Really just I, that, that idea that that was that, that was it, of course, there were incidents. Right. Um, but generally speaking, that was not the way we handled that situation. Well, and I also, uh, I was, I tweeted about this. I didn't get on any Twitter wars like this guy. But, uh, you know, someone responded to me that these were taken out of context because, you know, she's just talking about uh, people who are harassing Muslims. You know, people, Muslims are unjustifiably harassed right now. And I'm like, I could wear a red hat and walk down the street yeah. in my MAGA hat and be more harassed than any Muslim in 2019. That doesn't happen. So creating this false narrative that Muslims are harassed right now is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if you look at the the hate crimes, you know who's much more likely to be a victim of a hate crime is a Jew. 
Mm. Um, so, I mean, it is, it is, it's a silly thing. I mean, like, I understand why it happens. That, you know, that this has been a narrative. It's the counter narrative to, uh, to is, is, portions of Islam being dangerous, right? Like, Islamic extremists are out there. The counter narrative is, well, we're also, we're victims. And, like, the, the truth is, of course, there have been incidents where there's been uh, some of these uh, things have happened to certain individual Muslims at a very small scale. I mean, there's never been a country in our in in world history that would react to two pl- planes crashing into buildings and knocking down towers and flying into our government buildings um, and would react with. The president of the United States, a Republican, coming out and saying, by the way, make sure we don't blame Muslims for this. And we were all like, yeah, we know. Why are you telling us that? Like, that was like the way that played out. Now, yes, of course, I'm sure if you're Muslim, like you had to deal with uh, certain things at certain times. It's, it's not to say that it went perfectly, but for, as a country, it went pretty freaking well. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, Jason, you, you saw that, uh, the care part, which is interesting because... I was unaware that care was uh, started after 9-11. She knows it was not. And, but that goes to her whole thing. She wants, because now care is like saying they're, they're battling Islamophobia. And she wants to say that, oh, they sprung up to battle Islamophobia after 9-11. And she knows that's total horse crap. Yeah. That's what that is. She knows that. I've seen some people say, oh, well, she just fundraises for her. She was on their advisory board yeah. back when she was in Minnesota. I mean, either she was way, on their advisory either board. way, how is she just fundraises for them any sort of like excuse or justification? Yeah, because it's, I mean, they're it's like, still linked to Hamas. Hamas like, what right you're yeah. fundraising for them. And, so. and that, and Hamas is the reason why care came up to being in the first place. Right. But that's why she's trying to rewrite history. Yes. And she's, this is literally her trying to rewrite history. Yes. She's trying to say it, they, were, they weren't started by the Muslim Brotherhood to defend Hamas mm-hmm. and, to, and to help Hamas and to help them fundraise for Hamas. After 9/11. Oh, yeah, let's oh. forget about the 90s, which was when care actually happened. Right. Let's just concentrate on the Islamophobia, at, the assumed Islamophobia after two. 2001. This is very calculated. This is not her being stupid. I think it's a very calculated part. Well, of New York uh, is not happy. Is not happy about the way I that bet. she handled that. And I believe it was the New York Post mm-hmm. uh, that the front cover of the New York Post this morning was, here's your something with a picture of uh, the towers on fire. So, you know, it's interesting I mean, because... what? I, I look, I think, you know, her saying that it was taken out of context is at some level true. Right. Like, I mean, the the issue with her statement of some people did something was not that she was not she was not saying, you know, anything bad about, you know, people who died in 9-11. And she she just she has no reference for that moment. Right. Like, that's the problem. There's there's no there's no point where she thinks she has to be careful around 9-11 because there's no reference for what happened. And that's that's a problem. It's a big problem. I was about to say, you agree that should be criticized. I do. And that's what I'm saying. But like her her saying some people said something is, you know, it. I liked it because when Pat brought it up on the air the other day, and I just thought it was a really funny way of, it's like, it's it, oh, somebody, what did they do? Like, could you remember? Like, it's, it's, it's funny to mock. In reality, like, I don't think she meant anything bad by it, but she does not have any reverence. That's not like a thing that, like, connects with her. What connects with her is September, you know, 17th when some muslim apparently got criticized mm-hmm. and like and went, uh, unjustly and like that's the part of that of 911 that connects to her and it's telling i mean it, it's almost as if she separates herself from all of us i also connect with a muslim who is unfairly targeted there were cases of it and every one of them was wrong every one of them i have no problem saying that um, you know it, it, it affects all of us and we shouldn't handle those things that way but we didn't largely and that never that never comes out from someone like ilan amar well Stu, i I um, 
I assumed that you are not following AOC's tweets. Uh, she has been right muted. Uh, I did mute her on Twitter. That's right. That's right. So just for you, since you have letters muted, AOC in a row are literally. So if there's a word that has AOC in it, I think that will actually be muted. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> oh sure. yeah, you I'm not sure mute. that there is. Um, but she got in on the conversation. She responded to uh, Dan Crenshaw. They, all they do is who have each other's critical, backs. Yeah, who was critical of uh, of Ilan Omar. And she made sure to point out if we could if we could pull that on the screen because I don't have it uh, that he refuses to co-sponsor the 9/11 Victims Compensation Fund yet have the audacity to drum resentment towards Elon with completely out of context quotes. In 2018, right-wing extremists were behind almost all U.S. domestic terrorist killings. Oh Why don't you go do something about that? To the man who fought for our country and doesn't Ugh. have an eye. Wow. So, you know, again, I am told over and over and over again that AOC is some brilliant social media manager. Man, I just don't understand it. She sucks. She's dumb. She's, she's just really dumb. dumb. And she, I mean, it's like, I don't understand why everyone praises her for these things. I mean, yeah, she gets in front of the cameras a lot, but there's a shelf life on this nonsense, isn't there? You gotta believe the Democrats at some point are gonna get sick of this crap. Yeah. Because they have people who, while I believe are completely wrong, at least know something about something. At least they know something about some things. Well, they I mean, I, I'm not, I, they don't, but. I think with, they do. I, I, I think people like Nancy Pelosi are pissed that she's getting all the attention. I, I don't oh, think that sure. this is going to last with her. But people don't. Like Americans, I don't, right, I don't think Nancy give a crap. Nancy Pelosi's not going to be around forever. No, uh, but I mean, I, there, there is a. People a, just want fighters now. That's all they want. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people that voted for Trump that were just sick of it and just wanted to see someone fight. They didn't care if it was stupid little nicknames just, or what, or no substance. This is too good a point that, to make me. You're making me uncomfortable with how good of a point that is, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, Stu, how did the uh, the Biden bracket turn out? Ah, yes, we got down to the final two. There's 32, then 16, then eight, then four, then a matchup of two that went on today. A very close matchup. Uh, you know, I, I I have to say, looking at it. Uh, I'm mildly surprised at the final two, but we do have the final uh, winner was uh, this creepy moment. And we actually have the video of it to give you context of what happened. You see Joe kind of puts the hand down there. First he had the hand on the shoulder, gets the hand on the front. Now this is a long time. He's down there for a long time. He starts talking. Okay. Now there is a little, again, Joe, uh, I don't know what he's thinking in moments (laughs) like this. I mean, you know, that is just not something that is, uh, that would, that I would ever think to do if I were, especially with someone else's kid. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have the very beginning of this? I think we had a... Uh, um, and then goes to whiffing as well. Yeah, he gets, of course gets in with the nose. That's what happens. There was a freeze. Was there a freeze in your video when you were watching this, uh, Jason? Yeah. We were, we were going through this. Um, uh, there, is a, there, are, there are points where he's, oh, he's kind of like reaching across her, and it almost looks like he's grabbing her boob, but he doesn't actually. He's kind of just pointing um, so and then he kind of grabs her over there and he's moving her around. His arms on the shoulder. Then he puts his arm under there. Like, there's just a lot going on there. Now, he, the, one of the key moments is coming Ugh. up right here. If you watch here for just a moment, watch her head turn down. Um, oh crap! It cut. Um, so when he has her hand, the the freeze frame that we had from this was. Uh, she looks down at his hand. And that's, I think, the reason why the picture won. In context, you see the very small child to her right. She's actually looking at the at child. Him. She's not looking at the, yeah. at the hand. Um, I do think, I will say this uh, for, for Joe Biden. I think he's very creepy. He makes me very uncomfortable the way he acts with other people. However, when you watch all of these incidents in context, which we've been forced to do over the past few days, I think what you find is, I really, I really don't think 
I'm reading his mind, but I really don't think there's ill intent. I mean, he really does come off as a person who's he's down on the floor with kids. He's making cute faces to him. He 90 percent of the time he he sounds just like you'd want your grandpa to be with your grandkids. Now, the problem, of course, is these aren't his grandkids, which is, you know, because you could be, you know, you're going to you're going to pick your kid up and you're going to nuzzle onto him and you're going to do a give him big hugs. And like you don't do that with other people's kids. He kind of does. But his intent does not to seem to be bad at almost all these circumstances. Um, and, you know, you go through it. And I, is he really a creepy pedophile? No, I don't think he is. Um, does he need to have some freaking boundaries and understand that, like, you just don't do some of these things? I think that is a definite yes. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think this scandal has an, a gigantic amount of life with Joe, unless you were starting to get people who come out and say, not that you, he made me feel uncomfortable, but that he was touching me in a sexual manner or something like that. If that stuff starts coming, it'll feed into this previous narrative and it'll hurt him very well. Well, I mean, good news. There are already other scandals that, uh, that are occurring <laughs> yeah. with, with creepy Uncle Joe. Oh, he yeah. doesn't need that scandal. Yes, no, he does not. I mean, if you watch the, the beginning of Glenn's show, there's a point where they scroll through all of his previous scandals <laughs> that they didn't even get to cover on that episode. It was like three minutes of scrolling scandals. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even keep up with it. It's amazing. All right, yesterday's poll, the Washington Post is urging a U.S. district court to throw out the Covington Catholic lawsuit, uh, suing them and other news outlets for defamation. Do you think the Covington Catholic families have a case? <laughs> 96% of you said yes. Four percent said no, and Stu's laughing. Well, I mean, it's a little obvious where this one, that one was going to come out. I mean, that was not a challenging poll result, I didn't think. <laughs> like, uh, Do you think Joe Biden is great? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know. <laughs> and then today's poll, which Democratic candidate do you think is the most dangerous in the 2020 presidential race? That's interesting. Well, okay, but how many options does Twitter give? Because I, I would bet that they would run out of options before you could get through with all the candidates that exist in the race. I think it's Mike Gravel at 87 years old. He's going to come in and win this thing. I think that's happening. Who? Mike Gravel. Uh, he was the, he ran in 2008. Um, and that was only when he was like, you know, in his late 70s. Um, but he is now 87 and he's actually being drafted. Interestingly enough, uh, you'll, you'll appreciate this, uh, Jason. He's being drafted essentially on a platform of direct democracy. He's been trying to push direct democracy in the United States. And he's come, become son of a cult hero, kind of like a Ron Paul or a Bernie Sanders, like a, the really old guy who has these crazy ideas that young people fall in love with inexplicably. That's the Gravel thing right now. I don't know if it's going to happen this time. Did, has um, no one from the left that's running for president, have, have any of them read The Federalist? papers? Have Probably. none of them? I'm sure if they, any they of them have a they, basic they, they, foundation for why our country was founded in the first place. They didn't even go to the Federalist. <laughs> uh, they the Constitution. No. So. No. I would say that. And my answer, by the way, I think on that one would be Kamala Harris. You still, you're still going I, with Kamala. I am still with Kamala. I, I think you could make an argument for Buttigieg. I think you could make an argument for Klobuchar, probably. Mm-hmm. Beto is the hand gestures. I don't, still think you can make it happen. Sanders, to me, is still too old and insane. I, I think, you know, if I were to say he's those... Getting, those He's getting good poll numbers, Buttigieg, though. though, too. I just can't get over the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. I, I think Kamala, Kamala's right there in, like, third place. She hasn't made any major mistakes. Really good fundraising. I'm just putting together this power rankings thing uh, that we're going to release next week for the first time officially. Um, and uh, I think she may very well wind up being in first place on that. I mean, she, I, I, I think I would go with her. What do you think, Jason? What was the, well, I was just trying to look oh, on there. Oh, which candidate, which Democratic candidate do you think is the most dangerous? So oh, my gosh. Uh, that's, that's actually declared? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's easily Bernie, in, in my mind. I think he's captured, I think, so. I think he's captured the youth. He's, st- he's still, I, th- I believe, the most uh, popular politician in, in the United I would like States. To see, you know what? I, I would like to see 
what his poll numbers do now that he has said what he said about his Medicare for All plan. Yeah, I don't know how I mean, his people, his people base will love it. Yeah, they're not going to read into it, do you think? I, I don't think they're going to read into it, go deep enough on it to, for that to matter. He I mean, I'd like ha- it to be that way, but I don't think that's the reality. He already had a huge base. His base has just gotten larger, no, and his true. base loves those things about him. So I think he that does, they're all, yeah. Like, you, can get, you can get Bernie Sanders' policies in Kamala Harris's package, and it's like, right. it's, a much, it's, a much, it's a much more, it's much more electable. Than yeah. Bernie Sanders. I mean, Biden is the other one here, and I don't know. I mean, Biden is—he has a lot of problems. You forget how many gaffes he makes and how many times he screws up. He he's declares a, he runs away with it. That's what I'm predicting. Yeah, you've been, you've been saying that. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's one of the. I think he's the front runner, and I think uh, he'd be dangerous. There's so but. many sane people that are Democrats that are not on this far left, you know, bandwagon. There's a ton of them. Do they vote in primaries though? I mean, some of them do. But I, you think they'd kind of feel compelled to in this case, right? Because they they'd be scared to death, yeah. you know, of some of these. To beat Trump. Yeah, like, yeah. Let us know what you think uh, at the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the Blaze, and that's all from us. We'll see you guys. What do you think? You didn't answer. Yeah. Okay. Well, why are you hiding? I said great. Oh, you know that one. But it's fine. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.